0: It's June 30 it's the last day of the month and we continue reading through the Bible in a year. Today you'll be reading in Job chapters 19 and 20. We see in chapter 19 Job is Talking again about the futility of his life. He's angry and basically starts by slamming his three friends that have already weighed in and trying to get him to see that he's a sinner in some way. He's got some secret sin he needs to confess, which of course he didn't. So he slams them. He goes on to slam God basically in the next section of chapter 19, uh, sadly. And of course he's going to regret all of that at the end of the book. Uh, we understand it, as I've said every day during this book, but we certainly can't condone what he. He does here. Even a godly man under the pressure of his own pain and suffering uh, resorts to saying some things he will later regret. Uh, at the end of the chapter, he slams his family. I mean, he's saying some things here about his relatives, and uh, just all of this is uh, just a sad expression of his pain. Uh, we don't excuse it, but we certainly understand it, and we have a series of complaints from Job. Um, Zophar comes and then responds to him in chapter 20 and echoes a lot of what uh, Bildad had said in terms of life, that life and wealth doesn't last, all of it's going to come to an end, that life is ultimately bitter. Talks about poison, very poetic section. Of course, all of this is poetry if you look at your. Bibles, you see all the white spaces and not prose, but poetry. So, a lot of uh, symbolism and figurative language in here, but all this about the futility of life, the bitterness of life. Uh, And then at the end, you can see he basically is threatening Job by the things that he's saying, uh, threatening him at least uh, with a heavy hand to try and get him to confess some kind of of sin. So, that's what's going on here in chapters 19 and 20 of Job. Our New Testament reading uh, is in Acts chapter 9, starting in verse 23. We're going to read to the end of that chapter, the second half of chapter 9. Saul has been converted and uh, he starts to show that he is wanting to associate with the people of God. Of course, he's a Christian now and um, people are wary of Paul. I mean. Paul was Saul and Saul had been persecuting the church and interesting how we see Barnabas step up. Remember Barnabas was called the son of encouragement uh, and he shows that he can encourage even in the most difficult situations by uh, taking a risk and putting his hand out and taking hold of Saul of Tarsus and saying he's a good guy. His testimony is legitimate and he becomes the bridge between this new convert who was such a um, a terrible threat and enemy of the church to now becoming uh, such a key pillar and and obviously an apostle to the gentiles that is going to transform the rest of the book of acts so barnabas here is uh, a hero in this text i was going to say unsung but he's certainly seen to be in this passage peter then is kind of the overlapping the story of paul it's going to shift to him in the second half of the book but peter's still active here and that overlap is important the authentication that uh, god is at work among the people and he is credited in this passage with a healing Uh, And also, Dorcas is uh, a resurrection, one of the few resurrections in the Bible, Uh, less than uh, ten specific instances of a uh, a resurrection. When I say that, it's a revived life, right? It's not that they weren't dead, it's just that they're not raised to never die again. That's the real resurrection, the ultimate resurrection that's coming. That's why Christ was really the firstborn from the dead, Uh, even though there were resurrections before and here a couple after. And Dorcas uh, Actually, her Hebrew name or Aramaic name is Tabitha. But in this text, you'll see she is raised from the dead, which is a huge, huge um, authentication of the apostolic authority and preaching. All right, so that's our reading for the Bible today, our community imperative that I want to task you with. I want you to be uh, enthusiastically taking this on, even though it's a negative uh, community imperative. And that is that we would, second half of the verse that we looked at yesterday in Romans chapter 12, verse 15, that we would be ready to weep with those who weep. Yesterday we talked about rejoicing with those who rejoice, and today to weep with those who weep. And in a society and in a culture where everyone loves to laugh, and we love comedies, and we love, you know, to stay happy and positive, this is a hard passage for many of us as Christians, but we need to learn to get into the pain and the suffering of other people. We've seen that, obviously, in the book of Job, that these guys weren't real good, even when they tried to get in there under the hood so to speak of the pain of Job they weren't great comforters but we need to learn to be and when someone's hurting we need to hurt with them uh, you probably have people in your life even at the church that you know that are going through hard times or are struggling they've encountered an illness or a loss in their life and you just need to learn to say I am going to purposefully engage in what they're going through and uh, maybe spend an evening with someone who's tearful and crying and struggling and say I'm gonna invest my time here even though I might rather uh, just in my flesh uh, be in a situation where I'm laughing and playing games and everything's uh, jovial and we're telling jokes. We need to get in to love the body of Christ by purposefully engaging with other people who are hurting. So go be a comfort to someone today, look through your list, even if you don't know anybody who's in a tragic situation, find someone who you think needs some encouragement, they're going through a hard time and get with them in one way or another and be able to walk through their pain with them. And that would be a good expression of the love that we're supposed to have for the body of Christ. And it's a great command for us, not only to rejoice with those who rejoice, but to weep with those who weep. We'll be back tomorrow as we continue our reading through the Bible.